Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, Lord, somebody says, let's say this together, our Father. Our Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus. Name of your son, Jesus. We receive revelation. We receive revelation. That is found in Christ. Found in Christ. There, is no there is no confusion. There is no contradiction. There is no contradiction. In this atmosphere. In this atmosphere. All that needs to be said. All that needs to be said. Is said. All that needs to be done. All that needs to be done. Is done. Is done. And your name alone. And your name alone. Is glorified. Is glorified. And we. And we. I edify. I edify. Amen. Utterances, I think we finally gave you the title. Utterances and revelations in the leading of the Spirit. John 8 verse 12, like I said, I always like to start with this scripture for some reason. I don't know what this scripture did to me, but I think it's doing a good job on me. John 8 verse 12, utterances and revelations in the leading of God's Spirit. A lot of us have heard God tell us, uh, we started this last week and we just kind of tried, we tried to lay foundation last week, but this week we're going to take it a little step further. And um, we, a lot of us have, we, we, we've, um, when the ghost war comes to us and uh, they've told you you're going to be this, or a prophecy comes to us, an utterance comes to us, a revelation comes to us. Okay, this is the path that God wants you to follow. Many of us just leave those things in our notes hanging. Oh, God said this, it didn't come to pass. How does those things interplay with our lives? How do those things happen? How does God lead us in those words he has said? Look at in John 8 verse 12. Utterances and revelations in the leading of the Spirit. How does utterances and revelations guide our path? Look at in John 8 verse 2. So now, I'm teaching you the leading of the Spirit, but I'm teaching you a slant in the leading of the Spirit. That is, how does the gifts of the Spirit, prophecies, revelations, visions, the dreams you have even dreamt, um, uh, uh, prophecies, you know, guidance, um, trances, visions. Oh, you went to that prophetess years ago and the prophetess told you this is going to happen and you have not seen it happen in your life. How does those things interplay with our lives? Now, look at in John 8 verse 12. It says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. And he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of what? Life. So that shows to us that there is a man who has believed the gospel as the light of life. A man who has believed the gospel as the light of life. That is what he shows to us. So as a believer, how does... So we, we, we settle certain things. Yes, last week we said... The man who walks in, so there is a distinction in humanity in two kinds of men. The man that walk in darkness and the man that has the light of life, right? We settled that last week and we said, a man who is born again, a man who has the new birth, a man who has the indwelling of the spirit, has the light of life. We can simply say, a man who has believed the gospel has the light of life. But a man who has not believed the gospel walks in darkness and is not in the light. Look at Ephesians 5 verse 8. So it will make sense to you. Ephesians 5 verse 8. Ephesians 5 verse 8. Are you there? 
Revision 5, verse 8. It says that for ye were sometimes darkness. It now says, but now ye are, are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So we can simply say a man who has believed the gospel is walking in light. We can simply say, and we can simply call light direction, illumination. Just like we have this fluorescent here, or what they call this, fluorescent, right? We have this fluorescent giving us light. Everybody can see one another. Or like one of the Fridays when we have it at the Chichi and everything was gone, you know? But, you know, we can see. Everybody can see the color of what I'm wearing. Everybody can see, um, uh, you can see one another. You get to what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So that shows to us that a man who has believed the gospel has the light of life. He has it. So that shows that directions is not far-fetched from the man who has believed the gospel. I've always told you over the years, you don't pray for direction. Directions are natural to the man who has believed the gospel. Directions are natural. And like I told you last week, I, I was talking with a friend. Um, interestingly, I, I think our, our middle service on Tuesday, I was talking to a friend last week, Wednesday. And my friend was telling me and saying, I believe the Lord wants you to teach the leading of the Spirit. I was like, ah, that's, that's something that I started already yesterday. And my friend was like, there's something God wants to do in this our series. And it's, she said that he wants to arm us with this knowledge and prepare us for the days ahead. So that shows our midweek service is like, let's say, we are, we are receiving ammunitions, fortifications for the days ahead. So that shows that we are going to, and this is what she said, he said, he said, God is going to let the people, God is going to let people or set people up for the week. That is, whatever you are listening to, whatever you are learning now, is like saying God is setting you up. God is giving you a crucial, a crucial fortification so that when you make a mistake or when you are about to make a mistake or mistakes you are about to make, you already have, it's like saying you already have an antidote ahead. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And that is why I shared a story with you guys last week. I said, uh, I was talking with a, another friend now. This, this is a different friend now. I was talking with another friend. I mean, last week, Tuesday, when I was to share this, and we're just talking and we're saying, we all had a, me, my friends, and this person, we, we shared. The things we shared in one night as touching what God we have us to do in the course of ministry. I said, I told, so this time me and my friend were talking, we're like, I heard this person tell me, do this, do that. I am doing it today, and I'm where I am today, by the Spirit of God. This, my friend also said, she too is where she is, by the Spirit of God. So you know the funniest thing, without saying, what happened to this person? Why is this person not following what we said? Because now it's like saying we have a blueprint of how the person's life is supposed to look like 
if only the person listening to us. Now, the person's, I'm, I'm sorry to say, the person's life is in this direction. Let's use that way. Let's use that one. And we are, we, the question we are asking ourselves, because we try to help, we've done everything possible, you know, you, you, you can only help somebody who's ready to help themselves. Now, what happened? Why did you neglect the words we said? And those things come from a very dishonorable attitude. It comes from a neglect. And I, 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 this, this I said it, I said, I told my friends that it's actually dishonorable. Experience has taught me this, that you can't bless somebody who is not willing to listen to your voice. And I've always said it over the years. And I've said it times without number. God will use men, imperfect men like you. I've showed you in the scriptures that we can call the Bible the stories of men. Starting from Genesis, all we have been reading from Adam and Eve, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, David, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Amos, Jonah, they are the stories of men. So we can call the word of God the Bible or when we want to read the word of God, we can call it the word of God embedded in the stories of men. The men that God worked with, imperfect men like you, men who have their flaws, men who have their imperfections, men who have their mistakes, God used Noah, but Noah was a drunkard. God used David. You and I know what David did with Bathsheba. God used... Are you getting what I'm saying? God used Abraham, but Abraham had so many concubines. Abraham lied. Are you getting what I'm saying? God used those men, and he walked with them in spite and despite. So, I want you to condition your mind that how God will speak to you it's going to be true men. But how do you take those words? In fact, he came as a man. He walked with men, 12 disciples. Those men also reached the world and we are reading their accounts in the scriptures. So that shows, and now we can simply say, who wrote the Bible? Men. So you cannot expect, now, this is where I have problem with critiques. You can't expect the Bible to be perfect. One of the things we're going to study in Bible Economics very soon is are there contradictions in the Bible? We're going to answer that question. You can't expect man, even you, you make mistakes. Not to talk of people who gather these things and he went through several publishing and editing. Are you getting what I'm saying? So God has always walked with men. So I told the friend, I said, what happened to that, my friend? It's simply a dishonor. It neglects. It despises. Like, oh, what they say, Joe? I, I don't, I don't believe what they said. Now, I was talking to a pastor friend on Sunday. Now, why am I sharing? I share a lot of stories and experiences like this in the leading of the Spirit because I, I want you to, so that as you are taking life approach, Taking life decisions. I told you last week, I said, directions are very crucial to human existence. You are going to have to make decisions every day of your life. Every day. 
direction of should I take this job, should I not take this job, should I go left, should I go right, should I go in this direction, should I not. You are going to have to take directions at every step of your life. But what is God saying in those things? Now look at something in First Kings. I've not even got into my notes. Look at something in First Kings is 19. I found the scripture out today. I didn't find it out today, but it's, it's just something that came to me today. Look at the First Kings 19 verse 11. First Kings 19 verse 11. I was having a conversation with one of you uh, this afternoon, and I, I, was, I was showing the person the scripture. And in First Kings 19 verse 11, he says, he said, now I want you to look at this. Everybody, are you there? First Kings 19 verse 11. Before we get, don't forget, what are we studying? We are studying utterances and revelations in the leading of the Spirit. But you get what I'm saying? Yes, so we're going to, what we're going to study is the gifts of the Spirit. How they guide our paths in the leading of the Spirit. Now look at in 1 Kings 19 verse 11. Look at what's something. Are you there, guys? He says, and he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind rent by the mountains and break in pieces the rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Ah. Guys, if you were the one, would you have thought that, ah, that's God, something very spectacular. A rock just, a wind just came, and you're standing beside it, and you're like, yeah? The God that shakes the heaven and the earth. You're going to, you're going to think God has finally come. But look at what the Bible says. He says, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after a fire, there was a still small voice. And it was so that Elijah heard it. Wow. It means a lot of us like the spectacular. I told you I was telling a friend last week. No, not a friend, a brother. And I was telling that brother, and I said, the brother was asking, discussing with me, as touching an issue he wants to, he, 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 he has an issue he wanted to, um, to, to, to sort out with his relationship and all of those things. I said, why can God not just do this to me? Why can God just not show me the dream? Why can God just not, uh, you know, that thing you used to do when you are young, if it is this person, let the person wear yellow. <laughs> How many did those stupid things? That's fleeces. If it is this person, let him call me now. And the person is not born again. So the person that usually leads the person, you know, the devil is the one that leads the one that is not born again. So the devil that usually leads him before will now lead him to call you. Then I say, this is God. God does not do all those African magic things that you think. Are you guessing what I'm saying? He says, so a lot of us go for the spectacular instead of the supernatural. A lot of us are so fixated on the spectacular. Oh, it must be extraordinary. When God is actually in your front. Elijah saw an earthquake, a wind, a fire, and God was not in it. It was just a still small voice. And you know, we live in a, in a time and age where, see, let me tell you the truth. If you leave this service today, eh, you are going to hear 
a million voices our social media everybody is writing their opinions and their beliefs so you are in the midst let me tell you something let me tell you what, let me tell you the world we live in we are in the world where we, there is several voices speaking to us several as you check somebody's as you go and check somebody's whatsapp status a meme is talking to you is it meme or meme anyone a meme a meme is talking to you and so some are sarcastical and some are actually realized oh, god is going to prosper and give you a a a flourishing magnificent you know breakthrough you're like yes amen but god did not tell you that <laughs> and you know the way they will now design the pose it will look like our lady be life liar <laughs> 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 it looks like our fighting the wolf like on, on SoundCloud. You will not be like, wow. I believe. God is this is God. <laughs> My brother, you just made a mistake. <laughs> so we are in a world of several voices. Instagram is talking. These days, I don't know why, why my Instagram is so filtered with maybe because I like travel and I've been talking a lot about travel. Everything I'm seeing on my Instagram now is how somebody is taking a trip somewhere. Ah, I'm just like, see, I won't lie to you. Pressure is come. I'm, I'm pressure. First class, first class flight. First class flight is doing. <laughs> and all I'm seeing is how somebody flew first class. The, the, the strategy they took, business can they do. And that's because it is on my mind. Today I told myself, I'm going to at least attempt first business class. This attempt it. No, you know. It's like saying you have been trying to, but this year I want to attend you. But you know, because it's on my mind, everything I've been seeing on my Instagram, that's it. Pressure, pressure. So, in fact, if you were not feeling like traveling before, now you want to travel. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, if your own is how you want to buy clothes. All you will just be seeing is fashion over. Boom. Oh, boom. <laughs> and all of those things on your Instagram. And you get to what I say. And you be saying, hmm. And then you now see a post that say, why keep that money? <laughs> <laughs> why keep the money where you can live the life? <laughs> like famous quotes. People told me this quote years ago. And that thing suddenly. Change my destiny. I don't know why. People say, why do you have money when you can't be spent? Mm-hmm. Our life is dead. <laughs> I, I didn't know how to save again. I struggle with my saving life. I'm not joking. Okay. Someone just told me one day, she just came to my room one day. I was trying to discuss something. I said, you know how to plant this money. People just look at me like, <laughs> why do you have money if it cannot be spent? I should save me and my own life just turned a U-turn. Influence. <laughs> <laughs> now, back to what I'm saying on the more serious. We have seen the Elijah story. How that God is not in the midst of several distractions. Mm. Several voices. 
social media, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Twitter. You know, several opinions are raging, several beliefs. But what is God saying to you? So many a times, we neglect what God has said to us because it is not spectacular and we are going over that spectacular thing. Even so, let me tell you, let, let me even bring it home. Many of us neglect what God said to you, probably through your pastor. Like, oh, it's just to wear boot all the time, wear t-shirt and jeans. But you pick, the Lord is saying that this is da da da. You're like, hmm, this is God. And that is not what God is saying to you. But because you like the charisma, you enjoy, you, it looks like a blessing to you, which is fine. You pick that one and you are running with something that God did not say. I've always said it. A lot of Christians are angry with God over what God never promised. So, why, how does the utterances and revelations of the Spirit of God guide our paths? In the leading of the Spirit. So, we were somewhere last week. Let's, let's just progress a little bit. We were somewhere last week. Look at in 1 Corinthians 12. We are looking at the gifts of the Spirit. Look at 1 Corinthians 12. Because they, they guide our paths in the local church and they make us see how to be led. So, we say that in leading, in following the leading of the Spirit, you must ensure. And let me tell you something. I'll just give you a spinet into what I've always said over the years. God does not lead you in the east. Anything that wants you to, you must do it now, you must do it now. Just understand that that's not God's spirit. His leading will always follow his character. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? Yes, sir. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. His leading will follow his character. God is patient. Anything that wants to put you under pressure cannot be of God. You must sign this now. Sign it now. Just know. This is not it. He cannot lead you in fear. That is not his character. He can't lead you. Are you seeing those precedents? He can't lead you outside his written word. He can't lead you to a job that will not make you come to church. That can't be God. Is, is that clear? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you, are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, it, it is actually that clear. It's that simple. When you see something that says, ah, even if it is one billion dollars, so, so you may I will not take it. <laughs> That's the spectacular. So you say, but God is logical. You are the one logic. You are the one trying to make God logical. So you see, does that mean that God does not want us to live our best life? You are the one reasoning for God. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's not going to lead you outside his character, outside his word. So those things must be very clear. No matter the business proposal, no matter the business endorsement that will take you off the work of ministry not make you serious with the work of ministry can never be of God it's not possible it can't be 
So there are certain things you must just settle at the back of your mind. So there are certain things you don't even have to pray about. It's just like some. It's just like I, I remember some years ago I picked up a job, and they told us that we should come on a Sunday. I went. I obviously went to that one, and they said we will walk to you. 8.30, I think. We'll start from like 5. I walked to 8.30. This was about... This was in 2017. Yeah. I remember the, the guy I went to, to, to the work with. 2017. In fact, I, I need to even text the guy. 2017. Yeah, 2017. And this guy... We both went. As at 8.30, they told us, you know, you can still do extra hours. Ah. I told the boss, I said, that was not the plan. That was not what you said when we got in. They said, well, if you do not do it, you can quit. Ah. I didn't think twice. Now, I you know, let me tell you something. To be honest with you, I needed money desperately. In my, in my, for me to get to work, for me to have left my house at 5 a.m. to go and work till at least 8.30 and I know that I'm going to teach in church all day. And those were the times we used to have service. I would first go and teach in a church from 8.30 till... No, from 9 till about... Was it 9.30 that we used to go there? 9.30 till about 10.30. Then our services there was 11. Then we would get to church at 11. Old service at 11. Then we used to have evening service at 4, 5, 6 p.m. So I knew I was going to teach and I was going to work at 5. So I needed to get that money desperately. Then they said this, they said, if you don't, and then I said, I think it was going to be like, now you know, twenty something dollar is not a big deal right now. When if they tell you, you have just calculated this one is a small money. But then twenty something, twenty something, they tell you twenty something, twenty something dollar. You it will be like, what what are you saying? I now I'm sure all of you are thinking, oh my God, twenty something dollar, but. Then, that was a very big money. And I just told myself, the, the brother, the brother with me was like, ah, let's just continue working. I said, ah, I have service, I have to preach it. He said, can't, this is how he said it. Now, this is how he said it. And he said it with a sincere mind. He said, can't you just miss this one Sunday? Ah. <laughs> no, he said, he was not trying to be sad. He said, it's just this Sunday. Just miss it and make the money. And next, you will just apologize and next Sunday you will come. <laughs> you know, let me tell you something. I hate that guy and I felt, this, you know, if it was somebody else, I would have actually insulted the person. But this one I knew was sincere. I said, I can't. He said, why? I said, this is my life. This is my commitment. <clears throat> I cannot miss church. The guy looked at me like I was mad. He said, all oh, these Christians safe. They are just so fanatical. This and that. I said, bros, I cannot miss service. He said, so what are you going to do? Because he thought I would not quit. I said, I'm going to quit. He said, it's a lie. I went to the boss and I said, I'm done. I'm going. The boss was even looking. He said, why? I said, I have church. I said, I can't miss service. Now, let me tell you the truth. Hmm? Now, it's not as if... Let me tell you. The people I wanted to go and teach that they were evil children. 
children and 10, 11 years, 12 years old people. Abi, Pemora, those are the people we're teaching them. Children. Now, let me tell you. I said it this way. And let me, there's a thought that goes this way. If I was the pastor of, let's use Redeemed Christian Church of God, if I was in Pastor Adebo's shoe, and I had to minister to that audience of thousands of crowd, do you know that I will not be tempted to say I want to, I, I can't, I won't even have that conversation. I won't even go to, to work that morning. But a lot of you, you commonize certain things. You, you look at the present, you're like, is it not just, just I will not miss it, and you are missing from God's way for your life. It's not as if after I now got the job, after I left the job, one special job come. No, don't be. <laughs> That's what a lot of people like. They say, immediately I got the job, they want thing. That's, That's you waiting for something, something. No. Stop doing that thing. There's something called consecration. Stop doing. Okay, so when I now. If, I know and I'm sure if I lose this opportunity, one big one will come. It doesn't always happen like that. You just stay faithful with what God has said. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? Yes, sir. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. It doesn't always happen. No, it doesn't do. I'm not. We can look at the written word. It's when when you follow God's leading, the obedience in itself. Is what pleases God. Stop thinking the benefit of what you are going to get from the leading. Okay, God says you should go to Tokyo. You are expecting that when you get to Tokyo, you are going to get one billion dollars. That's a lie. The fact that you obeyed God and went to Tokyo is the leading of the Spirit. That is what pleases God. Obedience, that's why the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. In 2023, you are going to have decisions to make. You are going to have things to do. Should I go left? Should I go right? Should I turn in this direction? Should I take a U-turn? You know, you're going to have those decisions to make. But let me tell you, when you fall, see, eh, there is nothing like actually even matters of marriage. Should I be in a relationship with this person? Should I not? There is nothing hurts hearing God first. Ah, it will save you. It is too costly. See, your life is too costly not to hear God. I've not even touched my nose. I'm still talking. <laughs> Your life is too costly not to follow his leading. I was talking to a pastor friend and on Sunday night and we were just sharing. And he had to, I mean, he, he had to leave a city to another city. And I said, ah, man of God. The way you obey God is crazy. I said, I knew you when you were obeying God and leaving your blue passport and going to a country 
where there is no light, in fact, I've even gone, I was even there with you, when there is no light and you are complaining, and you, and you are like just, if not, for, if not, if not because this is God's word, this and that, and everything, I mean, he has a degree, he has an American degree, he has his blue passport, he has everything, he's not something, and the Lord told him, you can't have a church here, at least not now. And he went to the city, God called him to go. Now, he came back to this, and he has always told me, he said, the leading of his life, he has, since the first time we spoke, he told me, the leading of his life is not to stay in a city for work, for long. That when he pioneers a work and he grows it to a point, what God wants him to do is, the people he has trained, he should take over that church. He will move to another city, go and start another work, leave that one again, go to another building. I said, <laughs> I said, ah, when I first heard it, when you first told me some years ago, I said, oh no, God, are you sure this is what God said? As we prayed, because we now had to pray together for about a couple of hours, I think almost about six hours, we just spent time just praying. As, as we prayed, I was like, wow, I, I think this is what God really, as I didn't tell him, but I knew it, that ah, this is what God really said. Now, in 2023, I'm seeing those things he said to me years ago come to pass. That God told you that you are not going to stay in this for long. And now, I'm, I've seen that church grow. Like, I, was, I still went there last year. I, I still ministered for him in Abuja. I, was, I still saw him. I was like, this, your church is growing. Why do you have to leave it? Leave somebody behind a local crowd here. Yeah, why? That's what's in some of my head. This is the time you have labored, you have spent all your money, did everything. And God said, pack your bag, your time is up here, pack your bag, go to the next city. So, and I told him, I said, if I, as we were talking on Sunday night, I said, so it means that you are not staying here now, in this city now for long. He said, ah, as if you know. He said, God, is, God has even given him a deadline. He said, so he has a lot to do. To work hard and do all of those things. He's trying to get a venue here now. He said, I said, I knew when you were still trying to get the venue then, years ago, in that Abuja. And now you're getting the venue now. He said, Well, I said, I will be praying for you. This is what God has called you to do. And let me tell you something. There is that peace of mind that comes with what God has called you to do. You will always be restless when you are not doing. Or when you are not in where God bless you, want you to be. You will not see. Let me tell you. The Bible says the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will fill you are. You will never see. I, I, I tell you this thing like, like you can never have peace. But you know what a lot of people do? They excuse it for drinking. They excuse it for social activities. They excuse it just so that their mind is filled up. Are not thinking of their present predicament. They'll just excuse me. They'll say, I'm going to club. They'll miss God. I don't want to go to church. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm going to a street club. I'm going to this. They have missed something. They are not in where God wants them to be. They are not. They are not. They are not. Another thing happened to a friend of mine. I, I, I always, I, I told you, I told you, 
Whenever I'm teaching leading of spirits, I like to share a lot of experiences just so that you can learn. Another thing happened to a friend of mine. In 2018, he told me, he said, the Lord wants him to go to a particular ministry, to go and serve under that ministry for and train under that ministry for some years. He said, he's going to go. Ah, okay. We prayed about it and I knew this is of God. Something happened. I said, ah, ah. Man of God, this is not what you told me that God said you should do. Let me tell you the truth. He kept going in circles. And I kept seeing his life and I kept reminding him. In fact, let me tell you what he did. I'm sure if he listens to this, he's going to laugh. I said, he now went to another church and started playing for them, started preaching for them, started ministering for them because they said they would give him money. You know, there are some churches like that where they employ you and do all of those things. <laughs> See, if, that's if they paid him today. They've not paid him till today. He stayed there for months. Even eating became a problem. I said, I warned you. This is not where you told me God said you should go. Things got difficult. He now went back again to, he went back home. He said he wants to start assisting a pastor. I said, ah, ah, can't you just obey God? Gave you a blueprint. Go to this place. You decided and said you will go here. You will go here. He went there. He went there. He kept moving in circles. Nothing worked. Eventually, after his eyes cleared, it took him two years to obey that leading. Now, now some people will say this. This was some stupid people say. Some people will say. And should be God that said his word will still come to pass. <laughs> you are not Kenneth you know? <laughs> They'll say, you know, there's timing for things. There is a perfect timing. Jesus did not come and die immediately. He died at the right time. There is also a timing to the leading of this. And we're going to study it in this series. What has God said? You know, I told you, I said, I just told you about this myself, my pastor friend who I was talking to on Sunday. He said, the Lord really gave him certain time and certain limit. Now, okay, in this city, this is what you are doing in this city for the next couple of one year and some, some months and this and that, that, that. And, you know, and the Lord is going to show you in the next city by the time it is his time. And I'm like, wow. So, he's working extra hard, doing everything he can to fulfill what God has said about that. So, but many of us, you know, it's like saying, you have a, you have a blueprint of your life and you are deciding to walk in this direction. They told you when you were younger, you are going to preach the gospel. You decided to go in this direction. You will never know peace. It's not possible. Your life can never move forward. See, you can have everything in the natural, but that thing called peace, it can't be there. Because it is God who gives peace. And you're not doing His will. You're not doing what He said He should do. You're not. Because, let me not say what I want to say. Look at it in First Corinthians. Let's let's just get into study. This, this let's get into study. I feel like I'm I'm fast forwarding myself. 
Let's get into studies. So now we'll look at the scriptures because I've been seeing stories now and experiences. Let's look at scripture. Let's look at the gifts of the Spirit and everything. So we said in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1, Now concerning spiritual gifts, Benjamin, I will not have you ignorant. And I explained to you last week, I said, it says, okay, let's, it says, you, you know that you were dumb, you were Gentiles, carried away unto this dumb by us, even as ye were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a cause, and that no man can say Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. But there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but the same God, which worketh all in all. And the manifestations of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. For to one is given the Spirit of word of me, not of wisdom, word of another word of knowledge, and the same Spirit. And I told you, I said, a lot of people have read this text and felt like God gave some people word of wisdom, God gave some people word of knowledge. That's not true. Does it make sense that God who gives his gift free will now give probably more here now tongues and give sister people gifts of healing? I will fight that God. <laughs> what kind of God is that one? <laughs> so you, you don't know, say shalom and you cannot eat the sick. What kind of God is that? <laughs> just say you don't know it and let's teach you. Then say he gave one. Prophecy. And you know, a lot of them that says, let, let me tell you, a lot of people that believe that supernarrative is because they have one gift and they cannot function in the rest. If you don't have it, say you don't have it, let's explain it to you. That I'm bringing a fallacy. Something says in verse 4, there are diversities of gift, but the same spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. He already told you there are differences in these things, but it's still the same spirit. In verse 6, it says, There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. So, if you are not to read down in context, what are the differences in those things? Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, tongues, interpretation, that is it. But it is the same spirit that will make you work with them. Simple. Simple English. But a lot of people drop their brains in front of their Bible. Like, this is King James Bible now. Holy Peter, they'll drop the brain here. So as they open the Bible now, their brains are gone. So as they close the Bible, the brain will come back. <laughs> but let's study it properly so I will see the context. It says now, concerning spirituals, the word spiritual is from the Greek word pneumaticos. I explained it last week. I said pneuma implies the things the spirit, while thikos implies the things of and pertaining to. And he says, so that shows that Paul was saying, or referring that concerning the things that pertain to the spirit. In that sense, he will not have them ignorant. The word ignorant is from the word agenio, A-G-N-O-E-O, A-G-N-O-E-O. It implies a refusal to recognize or willful ignorance. A, re- a refusal to recognize or willful, and a lot of believers are in that state. They decided not to want to let it. They decided, they chose to be, to be ignorant about it or to be in the dark. So when he says, concerning spiritual gift, I will not have you ignorant. He's simply saying, concerning the things that pertains to the spirit, I would not want you to be in the dark. I would not have, want you to choose a willful ignorance concerning it. 
Because it will interest you to note that in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 5 to 7, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 5 to 7, it says that in everything ye are enriched by me in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that ye come behind the no gate, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says they are enriched in all utterance. So that shows that the fact that a man is indwelled by the Spirit and even demonstrates the diversities of the gifts that is within, it doesn't mean that he cannot be ignorant of the things of the Spirit. They are enriched with it too, but it doesn't mean that he cannot be ignorant. So, and the cure to ignorance is obviously knowledge. Undoubtedly knowledge. Knowledge is the cure to ignorance. So, and that is why the believer so the, and that is why the essence of having this knowledge, I mean, knowledge that is the precise and accurate understanding of his salvation, is for the believer to be effective. Philemon 1 verse 6, that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. It says the communication of your faith will become effectual by the acknowledging. So that shows that. The accurate knowledge, the precise knowledge of your salvation is for the believer to be effective so that you are sharing your faith effectively. Now, so when Paul says in that first Corinthians 12 verse 1 that concerning spiritual gifts, he doesn't want believers ignorant. It means that he doesn't want believers to choose to be in the dark concerning the things and the teaching, the learning of the things of the Spirit. You can't be scared of learning the things of the Spirit. You should want to know it. You should want to know how word of wisdom flows. You should want to know what interpretation of tongues means. You should want to know what prophecy means. You should be hungry to know it. So Paul is saying, as touching these things, I will not want you to choose to be in the dark. I will not want you to choose a willful ignorance concerning concerning that. So, and that is why he says in the same letter, look at what he says in verse 16, 1 Corinthians, okay, let's look at 1 Corinthians 14, verse 16. He says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 16, he says, Hence, when thou shalt bless in the Spirit, how shall he that occupy the room of the unlearned? The unlearned death will mean the ignorant one. In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 23, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 23, it says, If therefore the whole church be come together into one place, and all speak with tongues, and there come in those that are unlearned, those that are unlearned to mean those that are ignorant, and unbelievers, we they not say you are mad. So that shows there is a natural reaction for an unlearned person. Someone who has chosen a reaction, just like how you people shout in tongues now, when somebody comes and says, These ones are mad, these ones are stupid. Why the person is saying that way is because the person is ignorant. Now, another question that we can also obviously explain to those kind of people now should be why we pray aloud. You know, a lot of believers believe that you should whisper to God. Obviously, you can. So, 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 so. You can do that. But why do believers pray aloud? You know, those are things we, t- we can teach. Why do you lift your voice to pray? Is this so that God will hear you? Obviously, no. We explain it in the teaching that the shouting or the lifting your voice is not so that God will hear you. We explain it. You can lay your hands on that material while we pray aloud. And I'm going to do more in this, this year. I want to do more on that session this year. 
Because we need to understand why we pray, why we lift our voice to pray. So, a lot of believers are choosing to be in that state, in that um, ignorance state. Look at in verse 24. It says, If all prophesy and come in, one that believeth not, or one unlearned, he is convinced of all and is judged of all. So, that word unlearned is from the Greek word idiotis, just like idiot, ETS. <laughs> it's from the Greek word idiotis, I D I O T E S. It simply means uninformed, unschooled, untaught. So a believer can be an illiterate in the things of the Spirit. So that means you can have your PhD in the natural. You can have your bachelor's degree, your PhD, acquire everything in the natural. But you can be so unschooled. You can be an illiterate when it comes to the Scriptures. You can be an illiterate when it comes to the things of the Spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what an unlearned means. It means untaught, unschooled, and illiterate. So he's illiterate in his perception of his words and actions. So Paul equated their responses and says he is a product of ignorance. So when he's saying in that first Corinthians 12, verse 1, let's go there. It says, Concerning the things of the concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. In verse 3, he now says, I give you to understand that no man, did he say no Jesus? No, sir. He says, no man, speaking by the Spirit of God, calleth Jesus a court, and that no man that can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 16, so their response based on that explanation is very instructive. In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 16, it says, Else, when thou shalt bless with the Spirit, how shall he that occupied the room of the unlearned say amen at the giving of time, seeing that he understands what thou says? So that unlearned, that illiterate person cannot even say amen. He will just be looking. In verse 23, he will, he will say that you fellow believers are mad. In verse 24 to 25, he will acknowledge just like a non-believer and say, Oh, maybe when you give him a prophecy and it is right. I remember, I, I tell you something, anytime I preach, anytime I go out to preach that is not my local church, one of the first things I use is Revelation Gate, just to call out the secrets of people so that they will be like, ah, this is like, da, 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 oh, how did you know this? How did you not know this? That's my first, it's like my magic wand and it works all the time. We just, oh, there's somebody here, this, everybody called, ah, how did you know? <laughs> The first catch-up of that point before I start preaching. So that because especially if it's a place where they don't even know me, it's only the pastor that know me. Ah, how do you want to start saying the Greek word and the Hebrew word is this <laughs> in that kind of place? They don't know that just what no power. They just have what no power. Stupid people just want no power. It's just English. No word, no power. Rubbish. Let's go back on. <laughs> Alright, says because the secret of their heart will be revealed. So thus their confession, so the confession in that verse 24 to 25, now first is based on the spectacular. They are expecting a spectacular result. So, in other words, such believers do not appreciate the activities of the spirits when we come together. A lot of believers are like that. They don't like it when we when we come together, we're praying in tongues, we are giving utterances, we are, we are rejoicing in the spirit, we are doing all of those things. Just be like, these guys are mad. That's taking a position of an illiterate in the things of the spirit. They don't appreciate it. 
and how much more even in their private lives they will not be able to also participate in that reality in their private life they will just behave and what 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 is the result or the implication of that they will be behaving like men that don't even have the spirit yet they are endured by the spirit yet they have the nine gifts functioning in them i've only said this over the years any man who believes the gospel has the entire nine gifts residence in him his attention just needs to be put in it the, you see if you can speak in tongues you can actually heal the sick if you can speak in tongues you can work miracles if you can speak in tongues, you can interpret, you can have word of wisdom, you can have word of knowledge, you can see visions and revelations, you can participate in the entire gifts of the Spirit because, see, you have it from the very day you got born again. You just were not taught. I tell believers, I say, see, these tongues you are speaking, let's say I get you feed with the Holy Ghost now, I just tell them, maybe after I was saying, this thing you are saying, you could have said it the very day you said yes to Jesus. They just did not tell you. So knowledge plays a vital role. Knowledge plays a vital role. Knowledge, it plays a lot of roles. And that's the same thing. So imagine if you, were, if you had to be taught to get filled with the Holy Ghost. You, I mean, you saw the scripture, people taught you. You are not like one of my friends in secondary school who don't read the Bible and just spoke. Ah, you know, that's, that, you know, what, you know what that means? He appreciated God's word. That's the meaning. He saw it. This is how he told me in school then. He said, guy, he said, I saw it in the Bible that people spoke in tongues and asked to. He said he saw it in the Bible. He said he read all through the book of Acts. And he said, he shows a big this I said. He said a believer can naturally speak in tongues. And he said he opened his mouth and he spoke. And you know what I said? Speak, let me hear. <laughs> because I was, then I was much younger. But I was like, speak, let me hear. Let me hear. Ah, this thing look like tongues though. I was like, what? <laughs> you know? You know? And that was it. And from that, from that day, we now started holding meetings in secondary school. Getting men filled with the Holy Ghost. Shegu is a product of that. <laughs> Shegu, that those of you know, when, you, when we go to Nigeria, is a product of that. Is a product of that meeting. Because then we were very radical. We don't do everything. You have to learn like, how to speak. This thing is reborn again. What happened to you? <laughs> I think we have to do something like. I think we have to do something like now that you are born again. Mm. I think we have to do a material like that, right? Yes. I think so. We should work on a material like that. Now that you are born again, we should explain everything that the believer. What we want to do is now that you are born again, what happens? Mm. This is this is what you have. This is what you have. This is what you have. This is what we should explain at least. It should be a we should it should be in sessions. Now that you are born again, tongues. Now you are born again, tablet. Now you are born again, prophecy. Now you are born again, gifts of the spirit. How you doing? We don't explain it like that. We explain their righteousness that now that you are born again, you are righteous, you are no more born a sinner. Now you are born again. This are you getting what I We should work on the material like that. Yes, right? Yes, sir. This year. We'll do that. Participate. So it shows that more project for you guys. Maybe it's a tool or work on it. of those things. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, we have it. So, we can't be illiterate. We can't. We can't be illiterate when it comes to the things of the Spirit. If there's any path I've chosen not to take, in especially when it comes to the Bible, 
I don't have any personal, any personal aim, aim. This, this is my approach to Bible study. I don't have any personal things I'm trying to guide. If we see that this is it, that no believer can, can even speak in tongues, that is it. We'll teach it that way. Everybody, all your tongues is speak. No believer can speak in tongues. No, there's nothing you It's not you that wrote the Bible. Are you getting what I'm saying? I don't know why a lot of Christians behave like they wrote it and they are trying to guide certain things. I don't mean, they will be arguing with you like, this is, brother, calm down. This is what the word says. As far as we can interpret it and say, okay, this is it. If tomorrow we study this scripture and say, no believer can speak it all. So be it. We don't be praying, Baba. Baba. We don't be praying, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. I would not. We don't be praying like that. At least there are people that are praying like that they are serious. I think that's what I'm saying. We don't be praying. There's no. See, there's no. I don't know how you guys think. But there's no big deal. But thank God. The oh, gifts of the Spirit is given to us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise it says it's given to every man to profit without. So we have the gifts working mightily with us. Denying forms, interpretation, prophecy, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirit, words, see, gifts of faith, working some miracle, gifts of healing. Denying gifts is residence with the believer. So you just need to be taught. So, the fruit of being ignorant of the things of the Spirit will also involve God's leading and guidance can be very severe sometimes. Because if you are actually even ignorant of the things of the Spirit, <laughs> it shows that you will also be ignorant when it comes to the leading, the leading of the Spirit. And this explains why many believers keep seeking for directions. I can tell you, a lot of believers... They, they tell you, what is God saying concerning their life? They can't answer that question. What is God saying concerning your life? What is God saying concerning your ministry? What is God saying concerning your next step? A lot of believers cannot answer that question. They, they are living their life into ch- in chances. Okay, if it work out, then it goes. If it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. That is why you want to live your life. You know, I was telling someone, I said... If God said, this is the way you should go, it doesn't mean that they will not reject you. It just means you keep trying again. <laughs> I'm telling you. If God says, this is the door you should enter, it doesn't mean it will not close you. It just simply means you will keep trying to open the door. He has said that. But you know the believer, once they open the door, it's not... It's not, it's not, it's not God cannot be saved. Because if it is God that they deliberately save you, but they forgot that there's also a war to fight. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> Are you learning something? Yes, sir. Are you sure? Yes, sir. So, so to them, as long as it is spectacular, it must be of God. So while seeking for the spectacular, they miss out on the supernatural. They will be waiting for spectacular results. Oh, it must be this. Just like the brother that texted me and said, and that called me and said, why? I, I need to make this decision. Can God not just show me and say, this is this person? I said, after how many years in Christ, you have, I said, you have healed the sick. You have casted out demons. You know how to preach. You know the Greek word. You know the Hebrew word. I said, God will now see the lady and say, this is the best. <laughs> I said, brother, you are not a child. Grow up. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
That's what I told the brother. I said, grow up. Stop giving your life to fleeces. I said, you will just hear the voice of your mind. And that's what a lot of believers do. They hear the voice of their mind. How do you know that you can hear the voice of your mind? You want to hear what you want to do. I try as much as possible to be very open to people that I trust. Especially when I want to take crucial decisions. Ah, brother, sister, this is my decision. What is God saying? Pray about it with me. Sometimes I do have an answer. It's just like, let me give you an instance. The mail we are, to, we are sending tomorrow, I prayed about it. What does God want us to send tomorrow? Then I spoke to the person that was writing. What do you think? This is the question I asked. What do you think God saying we should write? Then she said, <laughs> she said, Pastor, I knew you were going to ask me this question. I said, that is how we are going to flow. Then she said, I'm sure she's hearing me now. Then she said, this is it. And I said, that is exactly what we want to share. I said, God's good. So that way, we are both in line with what God said we should share. What God wants people to read. We don't want to write me and we don't want to be entertaining people. No. What does God want people to read in our books? <laughs> Are you getting what I mean? So I spent my time praying. Lord, what do you want this guy? What do you want? when people pick the book? What do you want them to read? So I see people. I'm doing pre pre formal. I'm doing for my meal tomorrow. <laughs> what see, you hear what God wants us to read? <laughs> so no, it is it's like that because you don't want to hear the voice of your mind. I know your mind talks. Who does you know? Your mind talks so. That's why sometimes you hear, go, don't go. Sit down, don't sit down. Just move. So <laughs> sometimes I just hear 10 voices. And that go is their mind. Don't go is the voice that they heard in the movie. <laughs> sit down, Akimi or so. <laughs> Stand up. <laughs> Stand up, Korean movie. <laughs> Different voices are speaking. Different voices. Then they will now be saying, Lord, 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 when you are hearing that voice, when, you are, when your mind is that way, don't take any action. I've only stood you over the years. Be calm. Because you will make a mistake like that too. Are you hearing me, guys? Yes, sir. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Don't take. I've told you, God will not lead you in pressure. Sign this, sign this now. Sign this now. Take this job now. That can't be God. He will not go out of his character because he wants to lead you. His character is patience. And the fruit of your spirit as a born again man is patience. So anything that is putting you in, in the haste, this year you will have speed. Yes, you will, but you will still be, you will still be patient in this speed. Amen. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. You will still be patient. Too. You will still have to follow God's leading in this speed. It's a year of speed. Amen. It's a year of your speed. But in this speed, you will still follow God's leading. So you're not going to have accident in the speed. Amen. <laughs> I hear what I'm saying. Yes, sir. So what differentiates people of believers is knowledge. 
knowledge. The things of the spirit can be taught. It can be learned. It can be practiced. You can be effective in the participation of the same. If and only if you are taught and granted the God's word also. So now let's let's break down the scriptures. Why are we studying the gifts of the spirit? We are, we are studying it so that we can see how when we see visions, when we see dreams, when we see when an utterance comes to us, oh, this is what God is saying, this is what, how does that guide our paths in the leading of the Spirit? That's why we are studying the gifts of the Spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now look at that 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4. Oh boy, I've not even gotten anywhere. Boy. But at least you are getting blessed. Yes, sir. Yes, Pastor. I hope that too. I hope we don't have to break this series into series one and series two. <laughs> I just hope so. Alright. Look at the first Corinthians 12 verse 4. Because I don't want to rush it. I want you to understand this. Like I said, one thing God said he wants to do with us in this series is to harm us and prevent us from future mistakes. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So look at the first Corinthians 12 verse 4. It says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same law. Now, let's look at that. The word diversities, let's look at verse 4. It says diversities. The word diversities is from the Greek word diaresis. Diaresis. D-I-A-H-I-R-E-S-I-S. D-I-A-H-I-R-E-S-I-S. You already know. When we use the Greek word, it simply means we are going back to the originals to check the proper word that is used properly. So the word diaresis, it implies varieties. 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 And it is the same word that is translated as differences in verse 5. So we can call differences diaresis also. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Does it make sense? Yes, sir. So we can call differences also diaresis and differences also because it says it simply means varieties. So now, a key word to note in verse 4 is the gift was translated as charisma and the word charisma implies when it says in verse 4, where it says there are diversities of gifts. He used the word S. Diversities of gifts. And that word is the Greek word charisma. You know charisma. C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A. Charisma. It is the word, it implies spirit, supernatural faculties. Supernatural abilities. That comes with birth. Endowment. Just like you were naturally born with the eyes. Are you getting what I mean? You are naturally born with hand. You are naturally born with the mouth. So, that word for charisma, which implies supernatural faculties, means you are naturally born with the abilities of the Spirit. With a supernatural faculty of the Spirit. You are naturally born with a possession. You have a possession of it. It is within, it is within you. You are a recipient of it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. It comes with birth. That's the word that it means. So when it says there are diversities of gifts. So we already said diversity means diaresis, right? Yes. And diversities means it implies varieties, right? So we can say there are varieties of supernatural faculties with the believer. Are you seeing it now? 
and it, and it means what that means means it means he is so that that supernatural endowment means he is born with it it means he is born with it he is endowed with it so supernatural faculties abilities that comes with birth endowment so it is safe to say there are varieties of endowments in the spirit endowment in the spirit that is indwelling in the believer so in essence all the varieties all the diversities of gifts that is the endowments the abilities are in the spirit of the believer so you already know there are varieties of the gifts of the spirit and they are inborn with the believer look at in verse 7 it says but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit without the word manifestation implies an unveiling that is a full closure an unveiling that is a full closure so Paul was referring to the giving of the Spirit. And he used his giving to every man. Every man they will need, every believer. So we can simply see the full closure, the unveiling of the Spirit is given to every believer to profit. You see in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 12. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 2 12. Let's see it. Let's go to it. First Corinthians 2. Let's see some corroborating witnesses there. First Corinthians 2. Because I've always told you the Bible will explain the Bible. First Corinthians 2. 12. Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. No, are you there? Wait, I'll wait for you. Let's, let's open it together. Let's read it. One, two, ready, go. Now, now we, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of, of God, God that, that we, we might know the things that are freely given to us, of God. So it says that you might know. So that's so you might know the things that are given freely to us of God. Look at it in First Corinthians. 3 verse 16. It says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Look at 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17 to 20. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17 to 20. It says, But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Three fornication. Everything that a man doeth with his body, but he that committed fornication sinned with his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? Wish ye are of God, and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body, and in your spirit, which are God's. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free. For we have all been made to drink into one spirit. So we are seeing the corroborative witness. Let's let's look at more. Look at 2 Corinthians 6. 2 Corinthians 6. Let's look at more. I want you to see that everything is given to the believer. Look at 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14 to 16. It says, But ye be, be ye not equally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship at unrighteousness with unrighteousness, what communion at light with darkness, and what comfort at Christ with Belial, or what part at seed that believeth with an infidel. In verse 16, that says, And what agreement at the temple of God with an idol? 
a number of those things. Look at 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14. 13 verse 14. It says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Look at it, Romans 8 verse 9 to 11. Romans 8 verse 9 to 11. Are you learning something? Yes, sir. Romans 8 verse 9 to 11. He says, he says, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you, like any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of these. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mother body, but the spirit that dwelleth by the spirit that dwelleth in you. So, uh, let's see. Just put this down so that we can move on. Look at Galatians 4, verse 6 to 7, 1 John 3, 24, 1 John 4, 13. Galatians 4, 6 to 7, 1 John 3, 24, 1 John 4, 13. So, if all the diversities of the gifts are in the Spirit, and the Spirit are in reference to the Spirit indwelling or, or are indwelling in the believer, then it suffice for us to say, that no believer lacks any of the gifts of the Spirit. We already said in first, look, go back to that um, first Corinthians 12. Let's look at it again. What about first Corinthians? It says there are diversities of the gifts. And we said diversity from the Greek word diaresis, right? And it means there are deep varieties, right? So that shows that there are different each gifts. Does it are you seeing it? So when it now says to another by the same spirit, to another to, um, to one is giving. Uh, word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Are you seeing that he's listing that differences he says in verse 4? Yes, sir. Are you seeing it? He's listing that varieties he says in verse 4. Not saying that one person has this. Because, you know, when he when was talking in verse 8, he now says, to one is given by the Spirit, word of wisdom, to another, knowledge, by what? The same Spirit. That same Spirit of which one? Yes. Verse 4. Are you seeing it? Yes. That same spirit, the diversities, the thing we're born with gives you that. Gives you words of wisdom. Gives you words of knowledge. Gives you gifts of faith. Gives you those gifts. Are you seeing it, guys? Sir. Are you seeing it? Yes, so he's not saying that one person have this one. One person, it doesn't make sense that God will give one person workings of miracles. The person will just be raising the dwarf, calling things, taking, doing so many miracles. And the only thing that person has is just all his life. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. And that person just have interpretation of tongues. So he can't even speak it. So he does hear shalabrakadabrakada. Thus saith the Lord. I, I, I just perceive in my spirit. And that's all the person is just doing his life. No, it doesn't make sense. I think I know what I'm saying. That's double. We already saw in the scripture that he gives his gift in. He gives us as believers freely. Are you seeing it? We are seeing that already in the scriptures. Does it make sense? Yes, so, the gifts of in the spirit are the abilities of every believer. Say, tell your neighbor, say the gifts of the spirit. The gifts of the spirit are the ability, are the ability of, every of every believer. That is it. So, the gifts of the spirit are the abilities of every believer. So, he says charisma. He used the word gifts. In that verse 4, it says there are diversities of gifts 
That word gives there is charisma, and it means supernatural faculties, supernatural abilities, supernatural endowment. And it comes, the word, that, that word charisma is like saying you were born with it. Just like you are born with the eyes, you are born with hand, you are born with legs, you are born with stomach. That is how you were born with the gifts of the Spirit. So that shows when a man is saved today, he was born with something. Ah, we should write the material of that. Now that you are born again, that will be the title. You are born with something. What are you born with? You are born with the gifts of the Spirit. You are born with the gift of righteousness. You are born with the gift of salvation. You are born with the gift of justification. You are born with the gift of no condemnation. Glory to God. Are you seeing it? Yes, sir. You are born with the gift of uh, you being sealed with the Holy Ghost. You are born with the gift of eternal life. Are you seeing it? That you can never perish. He says in John 10, verse 20, 29, he says, No, the, those that my father has given me, no man can pluck them out of my hands. Are you seeing it? You are, we can also say you are born with the gift of the living of the spirit because you naturally have direction via salvation. John 8, verse 12, a man that walk in light. He says, he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but he shall add the light of life. It's that simple. I think we're going to work on that material. Set two. Not set one. Set two. The only one is in that set. It's <laughs> 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 okay with that. thinking, God, I beg. God, I beg. <laughs> <laughs> set two, we'll work on that. Two mission. Entity. Also, Nike, the head we reset. Working on that material. All right. So the gifts. So so we said. So now. So so Paul. So so Paul based the operation. So he now says in verse. He now says. So we said the manifestation of the spirit in verse seven. Giving to every man. And we said manifestation means an unveiling, a full closure. And that is referring to the giving of the Spirit. So that means God gave us something. He gave us his gifts. He gave it to every man to profit with that. We said that every man will simply mean every believer. Does that make sense? Yes, so now, there are classifications of that gift. Which, Kenneth E. again and, um, and, uh, and uh, our Carter of the Assemblies of God help us to organize. They help us to organize the gift as in three parts. The utterance gift, that is, now what does the utterance gift mean? The utterance gift is the gift of the Spirit that has to do with speaking. That is why we call it the utterance gift. You see, they did a good job. They just arranged everything for us. The utterance gift is the gift in the Spirit that deals, that has to do with speaking. They are in operation in and through believer via utterances. That is, and they are tongues interpretation of tongues and prophecy. Something that has to do with your words or translate. You will talk in tongues out via your words. You will interpret tongues via your words. You will give prophecy via your words. They are called the utterance gift. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Now, revelation gift, the second one, revelation gift. 
The revelation gifts is the gifts of the spirit, or the gifts of the the gifts of the spirit, or the gifts in the spirit of the believer that reveal all veil facts. That reveal all veil facts. That is when they are in operation in and through the believer, fact of people, places, events, and things are revealed and unveiled. I'll come again. Fact of people. Places, events, things are revealed and unveiled. Fact of people, places, events, things are unveiled, are revealed and unveiled. So, and they are words of wisdom, words of knowledge, and discerning of spirit. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, and discerning of spirit. Fact of people, such that you can look at somebody not knowing any detail and say, this is your name without knowing anything and say this is your name this is your age this is where you were born this is where you came from this is what happened this is what does not this is what did not happen you can give those details via the spirit in act 13 in act 9 he says, go to a city called Straits. You will find a man called Saul of Vassos. For behold, he prayed specific details in the house of Judah. Specific details. So that means if there was a postcode, oh, London people say postcode. We say zip code. Rubbish people, rubbish things, sir. If there was a zip code, we would have given him the zip code. God would have given him the zip code. Are you seeing? Specific details. Specific. Specific details. I remember I was teaching somewhere in Abuja. And the preacher, in fact, is like saying is a pastor. So I met him through a pastor friend. I didn't want to preach for him for some reason. Maybe because I I, I I went to Abuja to just retreat and just pray and do all of those things. I didn't intend to preach. So he, don't, he begged me, begged me, begged me, and I just said, okay, I'll come. So I said, okay, what sermon should I teach? He said, ah, you are a man of God. I can't give you a sermon. You must follow the lead. He said, you, he said if, how he said it was like, the proof that you are a man of God is that you will teach something that relates to the church. I said, ah, I said, I'm not coming. <laughs> I said, I'm not teaching. <laughs> so I prayed, and the Lord showed me the church. And told me what to do. As soon as I got to the top topic and I started the topic, his wife just I, I noticed because the pulpit is not far from. I noticed his wife just tapped the husband like, "What did you tell him anything?" He said, "He to his surprise." And I just kept teaching. I don't know. I don't know. Me, I don't. Me, I don't know. I lost teaching. And I ministered to his assistant pastor. No, I didn't even know he was the assistant pastor. Not knowing that the assistant pastor was having punishment. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I called the assistant pastor out via word of knowledge. And when, I, when I'm in meetings like that, I like to call the pastor to be there so it doesn't look like I'm saying something off, something that is ministry to his church member. And you know, that's how people do. There's ministry ethics. You don't, you don't overdo things like that. So the pastor was watching. The pastor now told me after, I said, Do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> In fact, him and his wife called me. 
Iman is why he called me. I think that was on, on Friday. They still called me on Friday. They were like, ha, ah, when is are you coming to Africa? I said, I'm not, I don't know if I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> they are waiting for me to just show up. So that they as soon as they hear, so he was asking me, and he said, so you were in Nigeria? So you're in Lagos in December? He said, ah, ah, you should have even said it. The way you used to appear and disappear. I said, <laughs> I said, sir. He said, when is are you coming? I said, only God knows. Because I know his plan. His plan is just to invite me again. <laughs> he has done it like that twice. Anytime he just notices that, that there's something bringing me to Lagos like that, something, he just says, no, no, why don't redirect your flight to Abuja? <laughs> he said, we have, and the way he used to do it then, he used to do it like set up. You just print the flyer, shout, and start spreading. <laughs> so you will have no option. They say, man of God, they, ah, do you know what? When you print the flyer, he said, look at it. Everybody said, I said, why do you do this like this? <laughs> But ever since that meeting, and then there was a great miracle that happened in that very first day. So he said, so there was somebody, I, I share this story all the time, there was this woman who had the, who was due for C-session. And she, dude, I mean, she was, she was, she was uh, so I was already done preaching. So she, and I remembered. You know, it's like, ah, wait, man of God, man of God, man of God. That was that like, <laughs> it's a less allowed it. So they were about to share grace. So I think maybe his wife alerted him, or maybe their staff pastor, I don't know. Alerted him. Hey! So me, I was already trying to go out like, okay, I'm already done with what I came to do. Let me be going. Because I also wanted to attend another service. That so I was like, let me just be going since I already missed the service I was going for. He said, ah, man of God, man of God. So they just brought this woman. I don't know if she was in that service at all. I don't know where she was. But she knew that this woman appeared. She was seated. Say, man, I will pray for her. So she's due for six session tomorrow. But we don't want her to go. I said, ah, let her go. I believe. In my mind, I was like, ah, let her go. I believe in silence. Like, it's just six session. He said, no. He said, the end is turned upside down. This and that and that. If she go, it's two ways. Is that she, the baby die or she die or something happened? He said, it's somebody must try and die. <laughs> That's how he said it. You know when they tell you that thing as a preacher, you know what? Wow, we trust God. We believe God. I said, wow. That's why I said, wow. So, and I was in front of the church. I was describing it. So, he used to put microphone to describe it. <laughs> I'm not joking. He used microphone to describe it for me. He said, so this is what I was like, wow. So, so you not gave me the microphone. <laughs> See, what my eyes are seeing. He not gave me the mind. He said, so pray for her. <laughs> I said, God. In my mind, I remember, I remember old London disgrace. <laughs> That's what I remember. Old London disgrace. So I prayed. I just prayed. I pray. As I prayed. So what happened as I prayed? As I prayed, she started sweating. There was no movement in the stomach. Immediately. So she now it was like she couldn't she couldn't sit properly again. She was holding the chair, but so she now needed a sister. Huh. When I saw that, I intensified my prayer. Kaya <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So the man was like, the man was wow. Like who is this man? So now when you tell my pastor friend, like, 
This uh, they say, ah, my father went to now in the house mouth. He say, oh, he's not that young. He says, the man of the spirit. This is the man of the universe. So he now came back. So this pastor that came out to tell me that that's what he said. That ah, he, I even say, uh, so he now sent the picture to me. I've not even left Nigeria when he sent the picture. I showed you then the picture of. He said the head gave birth. The woman did not go through C-section. That immediately when she got to the hospital, the doctor could not find why they should go to C-section. Uh -huh. Glory to God! So, I know since then, he invited me to church the second time. So, you know, <laughs> you, so he now told, so this, this, this is what he did the second time. So, when I was going to speak the second time, he said, all the people that have problems, that, you know, that have not been coming to church, he said, I called them. <laughs> now, he didn't tell me before the service. I think probably he has learned better. He told me after. Because I was just calling one of wisdom, one of knowledge, laying in some people, calling cases like that, laying in. And so there was this particular woman I called. I won't tell you the issue. I called the woman, like, and I mentioned the case and all of those things. As I, as I called the woman, Bell, him and his wife was just laughing. Like, <laughs> they just shaking their head like this. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, so he now told me later, after I was done preaching, he said, See, man, this meeting, this Sunday Sunday was like a setup that should not lie. He said, He called the people that they have problems, that they should come to this service. That there's this particular man of God that ministered in our church and things changed. That he's coming again. That you must not miss this Sunday service. He said, interestingly, this one particular one that I've been begging for months. He said, in fact, this one left the job because we could not solve this problem. He said, you call this person out, we are one of knowledge. I was like, really? He said, yes. He said, and we know that he's done. Since then, when are you coming to Abuja? When are you coming to Abuja? I don't know, sir. <laughs> don't set me up again. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? You can flow with the things of the Spirit. It is giving to every believer. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So we've seen the utterance gate. They are speaking. Revelation gate deals with people, places, events, things unveiled. In fact, there was somewhere I preached in Accra just this December. And immediately I was done, they said, Ah, man of God, when else are you coming? I said, why? They said, ah. We have to even plan this program together with you. <laughs> I said, hey, I said, let's talk about it later. <laughs> it's not me you will set up like this. Mm -hmm. Now, what happened? Revelation kids. I'm ministering, just seeing cases by the spirit. Oh, there's somebody here, this and that. Sometimes you can even hear a name. There's this person's name here. Who is this? Who bears this name? You can you can even have a phone number. Don't be don't be stereotyped. You can have a phone number. I remember I was ministering to a brother, a pastor friend, and I just said, what does Cynthia mean to you? He said, ah, he said, do you know why this is supernatural? He said, because I don't call her a real name. It is actually this name, Cynthia, I call her. So that is why it is actually you. He said, if you are called the real name, it will, I will not even remember. So, God gives details. Names. Places, dates, you must be opened. You must. Because, and let me tell you, 
you do you do struggle to flow with this thing because it is natural to you. you the reason why i'm not even dealing with this is because we are not studying the gifts of the spirit we are studying objects and revelations in the gifts of the spirit when we want to study this we will explain this properly it is natural you must naturally know how to flow with them naturally naturally because they are embedded with you. You were born with it. Every believer can naturally flow with the things of the Spirit because he was born with it. I say, I tell people this way. As far as you can speak in tongues, that's it. It is like a door opener. You can do all the nine. You can. You can mention places by the Spirit. Mention dates by the Spirit. Mention, you know, a particular. You can meet somebody or another and say, and the person is okay, perfectly okay, and you can say, ah, no, you're not okay. You're not okay. One of the things I tell people, I say, I'm not guessing. I'm telling you what I'm saying. My eyes is open to see something. I'm not guessing. You know, and you can meet people that will tell you, no, you miss it just because they want to make you feel like it. Just leave them alone. Move. But something is natural to you, and that's revelation. So I would say there's a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and word of and, and, and discerning of spirits. So one of the things we're going to explain in this series, we're going to explain visions, dreams. What does it mean? How do they guide our paths? We have not gotten there. When we are explaining revelation, we will get there. And there's one last one, the power gate. Hiya. You must like power gate. See, I'm going to, this year, I'm going to explain, I'm going to do a teaching on everything. We're going to explain the gifts of the Spirit strongly. When I mean strongly, I mean strongly. So that we can function in the practice, the application, the, we must touch the depth of it. You know, there's, see, guys, there's the length, the breadth and depth of the things of the Spirit that we have to tap into. There is the depth in utterance. You can't, a lot of us say, Sufra, Daska, Disco, Dopra. I just, I just see, I see. No, see, from that Dusa, Doko, you can see a vision. From that, just talking in tongues, you can just know that you need to lay hands on someone. See, there is depth in the things of the Spirit. There is depth in it. And we are tapping into it this year. The Lord already told us. He said, this year we should emphasize the supernatural lot. So we are going to obey it. Ah, we are going to. Because we have to see how to walk in them. And I told you, you just don't have to be illiterate. Knowledge is the way to do it. What differentiates two believers is that one knows one something you do not know. That's all. Why it seems like one functions in something better is because he knows something better than you. Why can somebody switch from tongues into interpretation? He knows how to flow in it. You just did not know it. You know, sometimes, just from talking in tongues, your eyes can be opened into a vision. Just from talking, into, just from talking in tongues, your heart can just be receptive into a case. Like, oh yeah, there's somebody here. Me, sometimes when I go to places to minister, I just sing. From singing, so just singing, sometimes I just sing and I'm seeing something. 
So I so that I so that I take Byron to write it down because I I just feel like maybe I should not call it now. I'll call it in the middle of the teaching or later. So that I call it immediately after I finish singing. I remember the place I went to minister uh, uh, in, um, in 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 uh, in Nigeria. I, I was so I just as I got to the pulpit, I just sang. As soon as I finished singing, I just knew that there were cases here to minister to as touching healing. I just called everybody out, and all of them were asthmatic. Asthma, 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 asthma. I was like, no. In the name of Jesus, you go. Be healed. And that was it. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are, there are things like, there are deaths in the things of the Spirit. And we have to tap into it. They are dead in it. They are dead in it. They are dead in the things of the spirit. See, guys, I see, you know, as I just spoke, I I see a lot of us functioning so much in our realities, such that the ministry gift is being a. No, no, no. I won't say the ministry gift. I will say the 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 ministry gifts is being enhanced in our lives. I mean the office of the prophets, the office of the apostles is being enhanced because we are functioning in the depth of it. So so there are depths in it. Let's be seated. There are depths in it. There are depths of the things of the spirit. And we have to tap into them. We are going to see more prophets. More more as it were, you know, such that we will have, oh, this one is just an healing evangelist. This one is just like, you know, like saying, ha, ah, you know, this, this one is just functions so much in the prophetic. You know, ah, wow. Know that, know that you can't function in the gifts of the spirit. But just say, ah, we want to function in the prophetic. This brother. This is that. This is this one is just this one is just this one is just ah you want to what of this go and say you want to you want to yield go to that brother go to that sister he's going to be so enhanced I see pockets of ministry gifts by the spirit of God being enhanced Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. I don't think I can go further again. We'll continue from here next next week. We, 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 we've not even started this We've not started. But we said power gift. It means what does power gift means? It means the gifts in the spirit that can do and accomplish a task. <laughs> power gift does something. You must touch somebody and there must be a result. It does and accomplish a task. So when you lay hands on the sick, they must be healed. It accomplishes a result. And it is a deliberacy with it. Power. You know, we've, we've seen so many sick healed. And we are going to see more in 2020. Amen. So many. Power gift. It does and accomplishes that. In the context, there will be healing. There will be miracles. 
And in other words, they are in operation in and through the believer. Healings and miracles. In operation in and through the believer. The power of God that is resident in the believer, you'll be able to yield this work miracles. Such that you can touch somebody and whatever sickness is on their body leaves. I've seen many of that. Many, many, many happen. Many. So that, you know, you can, you can just, just even through the, you know, like I said, there are depths on me, depths in the things of the spirit. Just, you know, Peter says something. He said, look on us. The only thing that guy needed to do was just look on us. There are depths to this thing. The only thing that guy, the beautiful guy, just needed to do was to look. He said, silver and gold I have known, such as I have in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. What was the instruction? Look. So that we can just look at somebody and the power of God is being communicated. Do you think it is easy that somebody who has been crippled in the beautiful game for years just, he doesn't, put it out, doesn't see good I have, no, sometimes I have in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. You go and try that. The instruction was look at me. That's a depth to it. So you know, all they needed to do was to communicate the power of God via their eyes. There are depths to these things. Such that Paul said, I promise and Akashi were taken from Paul's body such that they healed the sick. So all they needed to do was just to touch Paul's body with an Akashi and they would take the Akashi and go and heal the sick and there will be results. Such that Peter said, the Bible says, at least, no, you know, that, I read that scripture over and over and I'm like, wow. They didn't say, Peter's shadow healed the sick. No. They said, they laid the sick at the place so that at least the shadow of Peter. So that shows that my shadows can be communicated or the power of God can be communicated via my shadows and it can produce tangible results. Huh. There are depths to these things such that the woman with the issue of blood just needed to touch the end of Jesus' garment, and that was it. You don't understand. And Jesus turned back and said, Who touched me? Veshu has left him. Veshu means power left me. There are depths to these things. There are dimensions to the things of the Spirit that we need to tap into. And a believer, and we that we are believers, we need to be sensitive to them. So that shows in your how teaches. You can flow with the leading of the Spirit. You might want to lay hands and say, in the name of Jesus be you. But the way the Lord wants to lead you to minister to that person is not to touch the person. Probably the person, does, probably the person has been used to touching, touching people touching him and, it, and there's, no, there's been no result. And what God just wants you to do is to point. Sometimes, eh, when I'm ministering, when I'm in a large gathering, when I'm ministering, Sometimes I just wait. Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to minister to these people? I just sometimes wait in my spirit. So sometimes I call a case out and I just, they are just waiting for me in the front. And I'm just waiting on God. Does it necessarily mean that I have to lay hands? I know that at least, my least is to lay hands. But there are better ways to actually minister to these people. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are better ways. My words, I can use my words. My words communicate power. I can just use my words in the name of Jesus. And that's it. 
I can just say, be you. That's all. And I don't have to touch you. There are depths to these things. And power gift means they accomplish something. They do a result. It accomplishes a task. So that shows when you want to minister to the sick, the sick must be healed. When you cast out the demon and say, you demon, get out of this body. You death dog spirit. You dumb spirit, get out. You then you minister to the person and say, be healed. That's it. You don't just say, go. No, no, no. You will now heal the person. There are deaths to these things. He says, silver and gold I have no, such as I have. You know, they could have just touched the person and said, in the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. But they needed to do something. Look on us. Ah, I'm going to do a teaching on that. Look on us. Oh, no, I won't call it look on us. I'll probably call it suddenly. Because they do suddenly also in that place. There are a lot of suddenlies that happen in the, in the book of Acts. He just said, look on us. Silver and gold I have no, such as I have. In the name of Jesus, rise up and in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the Bible says they lifted him up and he began to leap and he walked just by looking at them. So that shows there is something within the believer that communicates power. I will not forget this. Luke 20 19. As my pastor moved near me, I was on the floor. That's the glory of God. That's power. He has not even touched me. Just his presence around me. I mean, obviously, we've been praying for hours, 24 hours, more than that. Praying, just waiting on God. So the power of God is everything. Just I, I, that experience has not left me. Just in getting close, I was down. I had to quickly stand up like, oh, like, you know, so that this hand can touch me. But I couldn't, I, I couldn't contain myself. That's power. It says, says that Peter's shadow. We are still leading on the spirit and we are talking about the gifts of the spirit. Wow. That Peter's shadow could at least. So they laid. So that means you don't understand what was happening in the book of Acts. Don't forget in Acts 5, they said they saw great, they saw signs and wonders, and great fear came upon the church. So that shows that they were great and several miracles they saw. They don't say that. At least Peter's shadow. So that means there would have been different things that Peter must have been doing. That the evil, his shadow is just like, like water. Just put it there, let it just pass. I don't know if you are getting it. Yes, and see, guys, we are in the days of the power of God. Yes, the Lord told us, 2023, wild demonstrations of power. We are in the days of the power of God. Such that we are going, see, such that when a demon see you, he's going to recognize you and run. So that when you enter a place, you're just going to light up the place because your presence carries fire. Such that as you, as you, as you move in your outreaches, people will just be running. What does that mean? Just like how they came to Jesus and said that demons are subject or demons ran away and they were begging him to cast them out. We are going to be that force of light. You know? Hallelujah. You know? We are in the days of the power of God. See, let me tell you, the only thing that God gave us to preach the gospel is signs and wonders. He didn't give us strategies. He says, 
These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. They shall eat any deadly thing and they shall not hold them. They shall lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. So the only thing we have backing us with the gospel is signs and wonders. And we are in those days. Yes, sir. Are you getting me, yes, guys? We are in the days of the power. Yes, sir. So as we go in on our church, as we preach the gospel, yes, you want to minister to the sick. Yes, you want to lay hands. But you see, yes, there is still a leading of the Spirit on Lord, what is that? How should I minister to this person? You know, you can just wait in your heart. It's just like a waiting. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes as you are just talking, you are just talking in tongues under your breath. Sometimes you just mean you're just talking in tongues under your What are you doing? You are waiting on should I lay hands? Should I speak? Should what what action? In fact, there was a time I ministered to someone just through my legs. I just touched the person's leg, and that was it. That was it. Remember, youth conference 2020. I used my jacket. That was it. It wasn't something I planned before. It was even reflex. I just used my jacket. I remember there was a time I used my handkerchief to minister. And the power of God was communicated. In fact, it's not just that. He drove out demons. In fact, the guy said he's not giving me my handkerchief again till today. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, that is the death of the power of God. And so, we are linking this back to what we are still saying, especially the leading of the Spirit. Yes, we know we can minister to the sick. Yes, we know we can do this. But you see, there are several actions we can do. Why do you think Jesus spat on the floor and used sand and touched the person? Could Jesus not have said, be healed? What do you think he was doing? He took sand. Put it on the bed and say, do you see now? He said, no, I see men as trees. He did it again. Who said? Sometimes it's fat on the floor. In fact, there was this guy in the Old Testament that Elijah told him, or Elijah told him, go and wash seven times. You know, it doesn't make sense. Go and wash seven times. So you go there, one, nothing happened. Two, nothing happened. Three, not, four, nothing happened. Five, nothing happened. Six, ah, nothing happened. Seven, something happened. But it was an instruction. So that should sit down. Let's end this with you. Instructions, I've always told you, are vital. The life of the minister of the gospel is a life of instructions. Read through the scriptures. I tell people, there are a lot of instructions, even more than the Old Testament. In the New Testament, more than the Old Testament. That guy said, go and wash. He says, you know, look on us. That's an instruction. So that shows in the leading of the Spirit and how we can see results is how we follow instructions. So that shows you can get results by picking instructions from your pastor, picking instructions from fellow believers, picking instructions. Let's say you want to minister to the sick. Now, you can tell them, let's say you are led, you are led, you can tell, and you say, you know, see, you know, it can be stupid. You can also the person jump up and the pain will leave you. The person is having cancer, he say jump up. Jump up two times. Jump. Just like you jump. Jump. You know, this doesn't make sense. You know, jump. Apart, and don't forget, you are led. Don't look at it. Don't at it. Jump when you are not led. But you don't think like, are you mad? 
He went to John 1, John 2 times. He said, John 3 times. He went to John 3 times. He said, I still feel pain. <laughs> no, you are led. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are led to carry out that instruction. So that shows instructions are vital. Tell me what you say, instructions are vital. Instructions are vital. And they are key. And they are key. So we can be led that way. So as we f- approach further light in this series, we trust God that. We we'll explain more now. What I did to that, I, I hope I did not even scratch my nose in this in this in this teaching. I just hope we are not going to break this down into series one and series two. Anyway, we'll stop. We'll stop anyway. I, I don't intend to rush this. I want you to fully understand it that God can lead us via utterances and guidance. So it's just like how I gave you now examples of look on us. You know that's how God led those people. Do you get it? Shadow. You know. Different things like that, and we're going to see different experiences in the scriptures on how God leads people. But you see, in the gifts of the Spirit, there are still depths that we have to tap into. And let me tell you, we will tap into them by prayer. Because we are going to pray more, and we are going to be led on the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Let's just hold some of these hands and let's pray. Let's, let's just pray. Let's just bet certain things out this, this evening. Let's just bet it out and let's just pray. Oh, sister, 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 sister,